there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. And this is the thing, in the parenting world, we are surrounded by all the things, all the products, all the everything, and oftentimes it is hard to distinguish what is noise and what should I actually be focusing on. Well, in the noise and in the world of sleep products, there has recently been a big shakeup. The Consumer Product Safety Commission came out in June with new guidelines and regulations that will come into place next June, next June 2022. And over the next year, products are now going to need to have different regulation standards. And this kind of brought up a lot of questions. There were certain products that made sense, like, well, thank goodness the Docatot needs to be, uh, you know, relabeled as not a sleeper. Or, you know, thank goodness there are certain products that need to be revisited. But some things were left a little bit like head scratching, such as Moses baskets or baby boxes. And so Holly Choi of Safe Beginnings is the girl to have on the podcast. And we are here to debrief what these regulations are. You guys know Holly of Safe Beginnings. She is amazing. Make sure you pause this and go follow her on Instagram. You'll probably get lost in all of her amazing content. But as a brief reminder to all of the things that Holly is, she is a member of the International Association for Children's Safety. She has educated over 50,000 parents worldwide on injury prevention for babies and toddlers. She is a wealth of knowledge. So I'm so happy to have her here to really walk us through the new guidelines for baby sleepers, according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Okay, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Holly Choi of Safe Beginnings, who needs no introduction because we all know and love her and she's been on here like a thousand times. Um, Welcome, Holly. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Becca. I... I tell Chad, my husband, who's the editor, um, Hey, this is who I'm interviewing today. And he's always like, Oh good. Holly is such a delight. Like she's so great to to work with and you know, your stuff and you know exactly what to say. And you always know how to back things up and that's who you are. And that's why you're here today is because we want to talk about the recent rulings from the consumer product safety commission on sleep products. Um, this has been something that I feel like we, you and I have discussed in the background, like, I can't wait until this stuff happens one day. And now it finally has. So can you walk us through an overview of what this recent ruling was? Okay. Let's start out with a really interesting statistic. The Consumer Product Safety Commission, which basically handles all of the sort of regulation of consumer products in the United States. So not just baby gear, but like all the stuff that has any kind of safety regulation attached to it is kind of governed by the Consumer Product Safety Commission. And they estimate that 96% of products on the market in the U.S., just all products that you can buy as a consumer, aren't regulated. So that is an important note to start off on because there, I think, is an assumption by consumers that if something's on the market, that it's safe. And that's not true. It just means it's unregulated. (laughs) And this trickles into the baby gear world all the time. And it's not just sleep stuff. It's car seat accessories. It's, uh, all sorts of other things like, you know, like jumpers and stuff that we have on the market for babies, just because it's on the market does not mean that it's safe. It does mean that if a product is regulated, 
But in theory, unless they change the regulations. So for example, if you go buy a car seat, yes, that car seat is safe because that car seat is a regulated product. But there are a whole you know, whack of baby products out there that aren't regulated. So that is really important to start off with is just, just know that, that there's stuff out there that's not regulated. So basically what happened was on June 2nd, the Consumer Product Safety Commission introduced this new rule for baby gear that's marketed for sleep. So specifically, this is baby gear that's marketed for sleep where we would have babies under five months of age, potentially sleeping in this gear. So that's not just things like cribs and bassinets, but other products that are on the market, including things like rockers and inclined sleepers and all sorts of stuff that's been on the market, making sure that it's safe for children under five months of age. And the reason that that five months of age is there is because we know that under five months, children are at a much heightened risk for SIDS because they don't have that mobility to help them get out of positions if they get into them. So that's where that kind of idea came from. Basically what they've done is they have made products. So this will be in effect as of mid 2022, um, anything that's labeled for infant sleep that will be uh, marketed for children under five months will have to comply with safety standards. And going back to my point on, you know, stuff not being regulated, there were a lot of products on the market that were marketed for sleep under five months of age that were not regulated. And that's where a lot of incidents happened. Um, Over a hundred deaths were linked to these products. And those are things that just shouldn't be happening. And so I think a lot of people feel that this new rule is a very sweeping measure and maybe in some places could be too harsh. But I want to take it back to the point that we lost kids. We lost a lot of kids to this stuff and that shouldn't have happened. And so while sometimes these rules might seem harsh, remember that the goal behind them is always to just make sure that parents are being able to keep their kids in their lives. That is really the goal of all of these changes. Absolutely. And that's where, um, that's where the heart behind uh, my excitement about this is because how many people have said, but the DACA saved me, this saved me. This was so great in that particular instance, it might have been exactly what you needed, but overall not, not great. And I'm, I'm very, very happy to hear this. So can you walk through some of the, the descriptions of the products that will now, well, not now, but next year, um, begin to have more regulation? Right. So there were a lot of products that didn't have regulations around them. So specifically, those were things like inclined sleepers. Uh, The most famous example of that is the Fisher-Price Rock and Play. It was a sleeper that was recalled, I believe, in 2019. And uh, that one specifically was inclined. So children were sleeping in them a bit more upright their chin was dropping to their chest or they were getting a position where their airway became compromised. And there was a number of deaths related to that product. So that product got recalled. Um, but the reason that was on the market was because it wasn't regulated. And it turned out that, you know, there just wasn't significant testing done on these things. And so if a parent looks at the box and says, Oh, it's for sleep. Like it was marketed as a, a sleeper. 
then if I put my baby in it, my baby should be fine. And you know, this stuff is happening like 2019. Like we're not talking about the 1980s anymore. We're talking about right now. And that's, that's wild to think about. So inclined sleepers was one of them. Um, in bed sleepers uh, were items kind of like the docatot, right? Where people were using them uh, to bed share. And specifically when those products came out on the market, they were marketed that way. That was the intended purpose. A lot of companies like docatot have kind of backpedaled on that saying, actually, it's a lounger. It's not meant for sleep. It's not meant for unsupervised sleep. You could use it on your living room floor as a place to put them, but if they fall asleep, you should move them. And while that kind of covers their butt, we know that that's not how people use the product. And so there's going to be regulations around that. Um, Baby boxes, sleep hammocks are another category of products where there just wasn't regulation. And so while in a lot of cases, like a baby box in itself wouldn't necessarily be unsafe um, in theory. Like one of the recommendations that public health where I live here in Vancouver has always put out is like, hey, if you're stuck somewhere like on the side of the road and you have to go sleep in a motel with your baby, instead of sleeping with them in the bed, pull a drawer out of the dresser, stick them in the dresser, you know, not inside the dresser, but inside the drawer, right? Um, Don't close them in a dresser, just to be clear. But effectively, you know, like, those things, sure, if they're just bare of stuff, in theory, it would be a safe sleep environment. But when we start to add things in, like little mattresses and all sorts of stuff that was getting put into them, where those items weren't specifically tested, then we ran into danger areas. The other one that uh, I got a lot of questions about, and I'm sure you got a lot of questions about too, was the category bassinets without stands. Specifically, that is bassinets that don't have bases. By definition, that would be something like a Moses basket. Um, And that was just an unregulated product. There definitely, we've been using these for hundreds of years. Um, There are probably a multitude of ways to use them safely, but they will have to be tested now. um, And they will have to, in order to be sold on the market, meet certain regulations. So it doesn't mean that all of this stuff will just go away. It just means that they're going to have to meet regulations to make sure that if they're marketed for children under five months, that they're safe to do that. So the flip side of that would be like a bassinet with a stand or with a base. A popular example of that is like the Uppa Baby Bassinet. A lot of people use that because it's sleep rated and uh, clicks into their stroller and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that was kind of outside of that category because it met the testing for bassinets with a stand because they sell an optional stand, right? So there are things that are on the market that meet regulations that you might think, oh, well, what about this thing? What about that? They may have actually voluntarily met the regulations for a category that was already regulated like cribs or bassinets. So that's where there's a lot of confusion around this, but the goal, the end goal is we're going to have all of these products that weren't regulated now having to meet regulations if they're going to be marketed to children under five months. Absolutely. This should be a thing. <laughs> like it makes sense, right? As you're saying, I'm like, why is this taking so long? But these, I mean, you have said it correctly. Moses baskets obviously have been around for hundreds of years, but I do think they're now just being trendy here in America, whereas they have always been a thing, um, you know, overseas. And like you said, for hundreds of years. Um, and then I, I think another good point to bring up with this, um, 
there are obviously all, there's always companies popping up, like creating this, creating that, like, look at this sleeper, look at this lounger. Right. So there's all these things that are happening. I'm thrilled to know that this is going to be something that will be regulated because as you said, um, that we're not talking about the eighties, we're talking about like today. And we really, we really need to be up on that, especially when it comes to the safety of our kids and making sure that they, uh, we, we avoid hundreds of deaths. Um, so this is so, so good. And, um, obviously about time. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of the issue is like, we are now in this culture, um, that I contribute to myself as do you, we have this Instagram parenting culture where you see something, you see someone else have it. It's cute. You want it. We get it. We use it. Um, but we see a lot of stuff where you could take an item like a Moses basket that might be used totally safely in a certain context. And then we start adding items to it, like adding in a dock top, adding it in with blankets and it's a, it's a slippery slope. So yeah. having these things in place are going to make this really clear for parents from a marketing perspective. And that's what the consumer product safety commission is about. It's about not having misleading advertising, making sure that things that are put on the market, especially for our most vulnerable consumers, babies are safe for them to use. And it's always going to be an ongoing fight. I think we need to understand again, 96% of stuff is not regulated. So yeah, you can go out. Like this is why we have the American dream, right? You can go out, you can make whatever you want as a product. You can push it out there. Does that mean it's legit or safe? No, (laughs) it just means that we don't have regulation around it. So I think, um, it's really easy to get defensive when you're using something that you've used safely and you didn't have an issue with it. I always like to tie this back to survivorship bias. Survivorship bias is a concept that just because you didn't experience something that it must not be real. A classic example is I rode around in the back of a station wagon as a two-year-old. We didn't have seatbelts. Nobody died. I don't understand why car seats even need to be a thing. Kids did die. We just don't know their stories because they're not here to tell them. And we didn't have advocacy the way that we do now. We didn't have internet to share our stories. So it's important to remember, you know, it's always hard for us to hear these stories as they come up. But as you hear them, share them. Because one, that parent needs that support. And two, we need to make sure that people are aware of dangers of things. It's not about fear mongering. It's about making sure that we're all educated and up to date on what is safe, what's not safe. And if I'm going to choose to use something, what's the safest way to use it? Absolutely. The two products that we receive, um, sometimes I get, just get them as texts from people that I've known in the past or emails is like, Hey, don't you think this is kind of a weird product? And it's, it's always the hammock, the baby hammock. And, um, and I get, but I get questions about crib tents, right? Like those two things, especially tents, like, well, they're sold. They're all over Amazon. Those should be okay. Right. Cause it's on Amazon, but all of this, which by the way, both of those, I don't ever, ever advocate. Um, but as Holly just said, it really is about educating just because it's sold doesn't mean it's safe. And so this is something that this new ruling, um, we're looking forward to so that things are more regulated, but our, that doesn't mean that our duty stops on becoming educated. So this was such a good conversation. I really appreciate you having this with us. Thank you, Becca. Always a pleasure to be here. 
Holly, thank you so much for joining us. You guys know her and love her, and it is always an honor to have her back on the podcast with us. Thank you for sharing all that information. And if you are wanting to know more about this, we will link things in the show notes so you can read through um, the full reports from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Make sure you go follow Holly. She is always on top of obviously safety and and, um, injury prevention. So go check that out at Safe Beginnings over on Instagram. That is all for this week. Sweet dreams. See you next time.